What does Lieutenant General Michael Flynn and Roger Stone have in common? I'm going to answer that question for you in just the first three minutes of this episode. Welcome to the BCP Podcast, and welcome to our special weekend edition. We finally have here someone who is working hard to end the one-party tyranny as far as representation coming from California, Charlita Bassett, who is running for senator for the great state of California. Welcome to the BCP podcast, Charlita. Hi, thank you for having me. Now, um, I see that you just got endorsed by Lieutenant General Michael Flynn. Yes, I did. Great friend. My name is General Mike Flynn, and I fully and wholeheartedly endorse Charlita Bassett to be the next United States Senator from the great state of California. God knows California needs all kinds of leadership right now, and Charlita in one package, uh, who has already demonstrated leadership in other local level uh, positions that she's been in. She is a great uh, family person. She has a wonderful, wonderful uh, business background. She has demonstrated all sorts of capabilities and abilities as a strong-willed and strong leader, and she's exactly the quality of person that we need in Washington, D.C. right now. God knows we need good people serving this country in the United States Senate and from the state of California, and Charlita Bassett is exactly that. So God bless you all, and God bless America. Get out there and vote for Charlita Bassett to be the next United States Senator from the great state of California. Thank you. And I saw that just uh previous to that, that Roger Stone has endorsed you for U.S. Senator for the great state of California. That's correct. I have some great names behind me, actually. This is Roger Stone. I'm a 45-year veteran of American politics, having worked for four Republican presidents. But these are the most dangerous times I have ever seen. I think America is being challenged as never before and that there is a uniparty that seeks to destroy our constitutional freedoms and the very basis of our country. I also believe that God will save America if good men and women, godly men and women, step forward to lead. That's why I'm proud to endorse Charlita Bassett for the United States Senate in California. Charlita Bassett is a wife, uh, a mother of eight, a grandmother, and she served her community as both mayor and a member of the city council. She's also a woman of faith, courage, and enormous energy, which is why I am proud to endorse and urge you to vote for Charlita Bassett for the U.S. Senate. Now, I have uh, great love and respect and admiration for Lieutenant General Michael Flynn. Uh, Why would someone of Flynn's caliber put their pristine reputation behind you. This speaks volumes. This speaks volumes. Why would he do that for you, Charlita? What what are you going to bring to the U.S. Senate? My passion is not only veterans, it's our closing our border and our, the children that are disappearing in the United States. And my heart just breaks as a mother and a grandmother. I'm a mother of eight and a grandmother of 18. And I have got to do something to be the front line for these children 
and General Flynn knows that my loyalty is very strong because I've been a friend of his for seven years, as well as a prayer warrior for him, um, interceding as far as uh, the legal battles that he's been under and just the attacks from the mainstream media. So he, he knows very well that I'm loyal through thick and thin. Uh, loyalty is obviously very important. Now, your loyalty is to God, country, and the state of California. Now, family. I, I, I and live in California and family. Sorry, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I, I, just, I was like, I missed something. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's uh, you know, God, family, faith, uh, country. Yes. Now, people outside of California have this idea that California is completely, you know, it's a land of fruits and nuts. It's completely liberal. It's completely blue. Now, I recently moved to the state of Utah, but I do spend a lot of time in California. I mean, I grew up here, grew up uh, mostly in San Diego County and a few years in the Bay Area. But, you know, I, I, I love the state and it's not as blue as people think it is. No. So for our listeners and our viewers nationwide, break that myth down. For us, please. Oh, so let me give you one good one to start with. There are more registered Republicans in the state of California than there are in Texas. And people, I've, I've actually said that to a few people and they're like, well, it's because all the blue people left California. And I'm like, why would blue people leave California? <laughs> the, the red people were leaving California. So it actually helped Texas. But it's such a large landmass. It's, it's spread out. But people don't understand that the corruption and the voting is why it seems blue, but it's not blue. I I firmly believe that President Trump won in a landslide in 2020, the state of California. And the reason I say that is Rick Grinnell, who used to be the ambassador for President Trump for Germany, he actually has been doing a, a, a clean California voter rolls. They started in Southern California. And in L.A., they claimed out over 2 million illegal voters and dead people. This was last year. So just in the voter rolls, wow. if we could just go straight up the state and clean out the voter rolls out, we'd have people back to the 1800s that aren't even allowed to vote because they're not here anymore. <laughs> so the, the sad part is, is all of these derogatory remarks really should be focused directly on the governor. And... Uh, the officials that are over the state. So in the state of California, there's 80 Democrats that are running the state and there's only 17 uh, Republicans in that mix. And so the reason they're getting voted in, I actually think they're chosen to be voted in just because of the mail-in ballots and the voter harvesting and there's just and then they didn't allow a lot of our military to even vote from overseas. So when they did the audit on the military votes from overseas, every one of them were, were Democrat. I don't know very many military people that are actually Democrat. I most of them are Republican because they're fighting for our country. They believe in the Constitution. They believe in their family. And so that's just such a, an unbelievable statistic that it's just shows proof of more voter fraud. So voter fraud has led to the uh, tyranny 
the yes. one party tyranny in California. I yes. mean, when, when we look at it, I mean, the, uh, the, the last senator uh, that we had that was Republican for the state of California was John Seymour back in 1992. Yes. Um, and, then, and then if we look at the uh, arguably the last <laughs> Republican, uh, you know where I'm going, Governor it was Schwarzenegger married. <laughs> you know, ma married to uh, to uh, Kennedy. Um, yes. So, and then, and obviously, you know, we can go back maybe to like Duke Majin and Pete Wilson, I guess, was after that. But um, Reagan. California is not as blue. Yeah, and Reagan even before that, um, yeah. probably the last true, true uh, Republican. And, and yeah. actually, he was a Democrat at one time, too. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, uh, uh, California is uh, actually more representative of America than people outside of California think. Yes. Now, what I find interesting is that uh, we have Gavin Newsom who put in uh, Butler, who lives in Maryland. It actually she had the promise that she would re-register, uh, which means that she had been voting in Maryland and living in Maryland, uh, yeah. you know, as he picked her to be the replacement for Feinstein. Uh, and now we have Adam Schiff, who I would say is probably the front runner on the Democrat side because of, he's got name recognition. And he lives in Maryland, has a home about, you know, as big as I do in Utah. Uh, and, and he's claiming his one bedroom apartment as his in residence Berkeley. in California. Yeah. yeah. So so um, what what do you as a Republican running against a machine that selects, not elects? I totally agree with you on that. Uh, how are you going to how are you going to break through? this one party tyranny in, in California? Well, first of all, the difference between myself and them is that I serve a very big God. And he said, it's time that we break this tyranny in the, in, in California, because so goes California. So goes the nation. And, uh, Schiff is just a habitual liar and he is so full of himself, his pride. It's, I just will go back to biblical pride comes before a fall. He's getting ready to take a really big fall because he's standing on all of the money that he has in his bank account. And people are tired of seeing the millions of dollars that are put into to campaigns while they're struggling to even put gas in their gas tanks. And God is above all of this. This it's really evil. We are fighting a battle against good and evil. I do not believe it's against Democrat and Republican or even independent anymore. We've crossed that threshold a long time ago because I feel like all three branches of government have merged together and they're all focused on taking out the American people and demoralizing us so that we're completely dependent upon the government. The open borders added to that because they've shown that they care more about somebody that is not even a U.S. citizen over our veterans and the children disappearing in the United States. We had 385,000 children missing in one year, and you hear nothing about it. That's not even counting the 85,000-plus children that came across the border, and the CPS doesn't even know where they are. So we have all of these bloated government facilities that have um, been utilized to to make these children disappear and and disappear into the system. So 60% of the children that go missing are foster care. A lot of parents have had their children taken away from them 
by no legal reasons, they get put in the foster care system and then they end up disappearing. And it's just a money cow. The, the more money that the government can give to these different these places, it's like a, it's like a huge money laundering uh, system. And if they follow the money, they will find out that dark money like George Soros and other countries, the CCP, are financing our open border by bringing in fentanyl. We had four, no, 548,000 pounds of drugs seized at our border this year. And the border, just for instance, people don't know, it's about 2,000 miles long. And there's four, um, there's four states that border the, um, the Mexico border and, and the United States along that 2,000 mile line. 26 of those are ports. And so a lot of ports of entry are where these drugs are going through, but also areas where there's no way to even um, surveil it because of the topography. So we are not only being invaded, they're doing it on purpose from the White House. They're trafficking literally people into our country because they care more about depopulation, if you go by the Bill Gates mode, and then also they want to infiltrate us so that our schools are broken. We are already overwhelmed. Our, our Medicare system, which people are on, on for assistance right now, is so overwhelmed just by the American people. Now they're giving it away for free to people that aren't even from our um, countries. They're from all over. It is. Uh, it is a problem. I, uh, I'm sure you were shocked as well to find out that some of the care of these illegal immigrants were done, uh, they were getting billed through the VA. Um, it's so, and uh, that's it, a total lap of the face. You know, we have got, that's one of my main platforms is our vets. They have given us their honor and it's time for us to return honor back to them. The amount of money that's been given to the Ukraine could have built houses, housed our vets, give them medical care and completely sustain them for the rest of their lives. All of our vets that are in the United States just by the money that has went to the Ukraine. It is estimated that $1 trillion more is going to be printed from the broke uh, Federal Reserve and used before the end of March by our own government. And the money's not going to us. The money's going to these migrants that are illegal aliens. I, I, I have a hard time saying that all of them don't need uh, help because of the children that are brought against their will and promise things and then the kids disappear. So they've, they've found some of these children in sweatshops. And the reason that I, I focus a lot on the kids more than the drugs is because children can be used more than one time and drugs can only be used once. And it's disgusting and it's evil. And the fact that the Biden administration wants us to believe what they say and not what we see is a travesty and it's a psyop. They're trying to brainwash the American people and a lot of people have become apathetic and they do not want to wake up and see what's real because I think their fear has, has made them afraid to step out because of what happened to J6 people. So they're afraid to exercise their First Amendment rights. They're afraid to speak out and, and use any of the Constitution. And I try, that's why as a mom and a grandmother, I'm stepping out. It's like, 
you either have courage to stand up for what you believe in or your beliefs mean nothing because they're going to be taken away. And it's just a little bit at a time, just like they did with Nazi Germany. It's just so horrific what I see happening as a mom. And one of the main things that, that really came to me um, when I decided to run, my husband and I prayed about it. And it was that my son, when he was 17 years old, came home from school. And he said, Mom, we're going to have a couple people for dinner. And I said, who is it, son? And he said, they're two recruiters from the Marines. And I said, you can't go under the Marines. I said, you could be killed. And he said, Mom, somebody's son has to do it. And he said, you've taught me to stand up for what I believe in. And I think about that now. It really came home to me. I'm 58. And like I, I have plenty of other things to do with my time. But I have got to stand up for what I believe in and what I've taught my children. And with a mother's heart, I believe I am the best person for the U.S. Senate because I can see beyond the brokenness that's happened to the people in the United States and in California. And I, people don't realize that uh, senators are really ambassadors for the United States. It's just not California. But I know that because of my compassion, I can look beyond the the person's uh, lifestyle and still see the heart of that person and help. So the, the ability that I have as a mom and loving everyone, I don't care if they're Democrat, Republican, what it's people, the titles need to get dropped. And it's having the compassion to see beyond that, see the hurt, heal the hurt and focus on the things that are going to be problem solvers instead of band-aids. The things that they're doing to, to the people on the streets of San Francisco and, and LA, they're, they're giving people drugs. To me, it's comfort care until they die. They're not helping them. They're drugging them as comfort care so it's not a problem, but they're creating a bigger problem for the law-abiding citizens so their businesses shut down. It's all a government control system that they're just uh, breaking people's spirits. They're letting all of these laws um, not be enforced. We have the laws in place. They're not being allowed to be enforced because a corrupt governor, Newsom, is saying statements that are not laws. They haven't been passed by the legislation. They have not went through Congress, and they have not went to the Senate. The things that he's saying are constitutionally not true. We are not a sanctuary state. That's a flat-out lie. It's a statement. The only time you can say something and have it be solid for six months is if you issue a national emergency. The things that Gavin Newsom's saying, they are illegal. He does not have the authority or the laws behind him to say the things that he's saying and give Medicare to all of these people crossing the border. And then they're closing schools down so people can sleep in the gyms. Why are our children getting sent home that we've paid taxes on and they're letting migrants sleep in these gyms that have what, who knows what kind of diseases and who knows who they are, terrorists. And there's just so much going on that I'm aware of across into Panama. There, the Chinese, the Chinese Communist Party has been infiltrating places from across the United States and even other countries. And what's happening is, is at the um, Darien Gap, which is close to Panama, 
Mayorkas went down there and helped build the facility larger to bring in more Chinese Communist Party to tell the people that are Chinese that live there in, um, uh, let me remember the name, San Vicente. It's San Vicente. It's down by Panama. They're telling those people that they're actually cousins to the Chinese. So they're saying, you come back to China and we'll train you on how to deal with this bridge that we're building across the Darien Gap that will actually be able to bring military equipment that can drive all the way up through Mexico into the United States. The bridge is almost finished. People don't know that they've been draining the Panama Canal to try to make it inoperable so that our cargo ships that bring food into the United States to the L.A. port and San Francisco ports will be unusable because all of our uh, cargo ships that bring in food and different things from other countries will have to go down around South America and come up into the Gulf of Mexico. So they are trying to cut off every means of us having water, food, supplies. That's why we need to be uh, completely self-supporting as a nation. We should not be taking stuff from other countries. We have the most beautiful assets in the United States. We could do, we could have oil, food. Um, we just, we shouldn't even be taking medicine from China. What, what are they putting in it? We have no idea. And then we just found out that um, Rite Aid and also um, another uh, store, I can't remember the name of it right now, but they gave away everyone's personal data on what medications people take. What right did they have to sell that to China? Well, you bring up a, a really important point. Later. One thing I really appreciate about President Trump, because this was a concern of mine, and we saw that during uh, COVID and what have you, was our yeah. dependence on pharmaceuticals wow. from China. Yeah. Not only is it dangerous because we don't really know we don't know what's in those pharmaceuticals mm -hmm. that they don't have the same. Uh, I even saw something recently that they had to recall a whole bunch of uh, eye drops because they were making people go blind because they yes. were made in other places. They don't have the same, uh, the, the same standards that we do. And then the fact that we're dependent on them for our medicine is, uh, is absolutely crazy. And, and you answered one of my questions yeah. I was going to ask you, Shalita, because I see that one of your platforms is about self-sufficiency. Is this yes. a self-sufficiency that you're, that you're talking about? Absolutely. And I actually met with the county supervisor of Yuba County, which was just a fantastic meeting. Uh, he is Sikh. He was the first Sikh uh, representative that's been hired in the state of in the state of California, which is I'm so proud of him. He's younger than I am. I just was like, I am so proud of you. So the fact that he decided to step up and be that representative for Yuba County and Sutter County was awesome because he has values in the farmlands that we have. He's a fourth generational farmer. And the farmlands that we have in California feed so many nations. We have the largest rice growing fields in our area, this county. We supply China and Japan, excuse me, with their, their rice supply because they don't have the land mass to feed the people of, of Japan. And Japan's actually being infiltrated also by China. So many people don't know. So this is their this is their tactic. What they're doing is they're building museums. And these there's another museum I that, that was just built in the UN, and it's seven stories tall. And to get into this museum, there's games and all kinds of things that children can play, like World of Warcraft and 
all of it's, but it's made so that it's all interactive and fun. But for the kids to go in this 24 hour museum, they have to read 30 minutes of Chinese documents. And then they have to take a little test. And once they pass the test, they can play for as long as they want. But every time they want to go in, they have to read another 30 minutes and take another test. It's called grooming and brainwashing. And they are trying to infiltrate our youth to accept the Chinese Communist Party's ideals so that it's easier to manipulate them. And they're doing it all over the world. It's not just here. They're, they have another one they just built in um, Dublin, Ireland. And people need to wake up. China is in here. My husband and I went to Mexico um, this last spring, and I have never seen a migrant party come to a resort. There was over 200. There were Chinese young men between the ages of 18 to maybe 30, and they all had a single child with them. Their backpacks were all the same color. They were red or they were an orange color, but they had um, words on it. I think it was I, IMO is what was on it. And I learned actually this morning that it's an organization that was put out by, um, um, what's her name? Amy Pope. And I'm gonna have to look her up because I just heard her name this morning. She is involved with getting those backpacks. It's like the supplies that they need and they are given certain directions of where they're supposed to go and who they're supposed to call. They get picked up. It's not just happening at the southern border. It's happening at the, the northern border. So there's also um, places above in Canada that are being infiltrated. And the hotels are taking them. And they're getting money from our own dollars. So it's like we're being invaded by the United States within the United States because it's our tax dollars that are doing it, given by the the Biden tyranny that's happening and people don't realize that the money that they keep saying they're handing out is their money. So taxes increase. So we have got to get that border closed. We have so many people now that need, will need to be deported. It's going to end up being a bloodbath. I don't know how there's going to be any way that we can, we can do it without military help because there's so many millions of people that are here in the God of ways we don't even know about. It, it is dangerous how porous it's, it's been and uh, it's by design. It's, it's, yes. not a, it's not by accident, it's not a failure. No. If, if anything, Alejandro Mayorkas and, and uh, Joe Biden haven't failed in their particular missions of flooding uh, our, our, our border and our country. A lot mm -hmm. of people think, Shalita, right, that you're in California, that this is just a border issue for New Mexico, yeah. Texas, Arizona, uh, and California. But I think now what we've seen going on in New York, what we see going on in Chicago, it is obviously a nationwide problem. I've seen things, uh, people are, uh, crime in places like Iowa and, and other uh, random places that are far from the border, but they've dropped off a whole bunch of, once again, unvetted, unknown, yeah, would-be and or terrorists and obviously right. criminals. So this really is a, a, a nationwide problem. Um, but you as a Californian have a unique perspective in that you're a border state and can warn of, of these dangers. But I, I think it's become a little bit more apparent, at least to those who are awake. I mean, how many people uh, in New York and Chicago are turning against this open, open border crisis? Uh, 
excuse me, against the uh, the Biden border crisis right. because they can it, because it's come home, it's come to their come to their backyard. Right. You know, when now, I had when I had to go ahead, I apologize. Go ahead. Go ahead. I didn't. No, 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 that, that, that's fine. I just wanted to. I wanted to. I wanted to. I wanted to, go, I wanted to go back on something that you had talked about, and that's all these missing children. Because yes, you, you know, it used to be. It used to be that it doesn't matter if you were red or blue, if you were a Democrat or Republican, if you were liberal or conservative. We cared about our children. Yes. And this is obviously a huge problem with with, with the border. How how do you think that you can reach out to? people that are not uh, conservative or Republicans, how do you think you can get, what message would you have for them on this issue? Why should they care about the border issue when it comes to children? Well, one of the things that I was gonna say that was interesting, when I was taking my signatures around to have enough to sign up to even apply to be um, a US Senator, I had more Democrats sign, Asian, Black, and Hispanic, sign on my, register because they weren't afraid because they were they're democrat and so they were thinking oh they're not going to hurt me but i had republicans afraid to sign because they thought they would be targeted by their name and their address being on that signature paper and me turning it in as a republican running for the u.s senate because the seat's been held for over 30 years and they're thinking well if we put our name down there and they're going to know us and they're going to target us for supporting you it just blew my mind. So when I was having these, the these, which I'm friends with the people that signed, but a lot of them were not known to me. And I just knocked on their door and our common bond is that we know the values we have for our children. We love our children. We love our grandchildren and we do not want our rights taken from them. And the commonality that we all agreed upon was that they can't even put food on their table for their babies. They have to decide whether or not they're going to put gas in their car to get to work, have their car repoed, or get be laid on their house and wait till the last minute and see if they can get by in the house and try, try to find someplace else to live. And so not only have they um, burned us out of our areas trying to push people into more densely populated areas to make their 15-minute cities, they have made it impossible for people to find housing that's affordable. So people that are modern class, middle class people are becoming homeless and living out of their vehicles with their kids. That's what we have in common. We have had enough. We are tired of seeing the, the royalty of rug thrown out for these people that could care less about us and do flash mobs and then they go go on and say that oh they need food they're not stealing food they're stealing gucci bags and expensive glasses and they're selling them on the black market this is not this is such a lie people need they're starting to see that they keep wanting us to believe what's right is wrong and wrong is right but we do have laws in place that need to be enforced we need to get back behind our ice they need to have a call every single time an officer arrests somebody that's illegal, that's commit, committed violent crimes and is not here legally, that's violated going to their hearing that they were supposed to go to and get deported. And it needs to be unison. We have to fight together as one because we have no chance if we don't. And it is the last stand. It's like General Flynn 
always shares, he's like, local action does make a national impact. And yes, I am a mom from a small town, but I have a big voice and I have a big understanding of what is going on in our world. And I have not been asleep and I have an obligation as a parent and a Christian that can stand up. And there's a lot of people that aren't, that don't have a faith that I do, but they can look up my faith and be guaranteed that I will be transparent. When I was mayor prior, I did not know anything about politics. I didn't even want to be the mayor. I ended up getting out of that. I finished my term because I'm loyal. I follow through with what I said, but I took an oath. When I took that oath, it didn't just slide off when my term was up. That oath is forever. I don't take oaths lightly, and I don't take my faith lightly, and people can bank on that. So my resolve is that my faith in God, that I will pray about every single thing that I do, and I will, I am a servant for those people. And they don't, they don't understand the government, government should be afraid of us. There is more of us than them. And it's been turned around so badly that people have just been complacent and afraid. And it's time to step out. Fear is the opposite of faith. And it says in the Bible, 365 times, no fear. Look it up. Three hundred, good for you. I need to get you a Founder's Bible. The Founder's Bible, which I gave to President Trump, my husband and I did, um, that was one of my confirmations. I said, God, I want three confirmations that this is what I'm supposed to do. Because I filed late, which some of the people are upset about. They're like, you haven't been running long enough to run. Well, no, God's been preparing me this for my entire life. My grandmother was Cherokee Indian, so my ancestors have been here longer than yours. So I don't even want to hear it. So <laughs> if you want to get down to the dark and dirty, I my family was here before yours. So, but the point is, is that that Founders Bible that we gave to President Trump and First Lady Melania, which they're just beautiful people and just for everybody, um, we're, we just were so sorry about Melania's loss. Um, God bless her. Her mom just passed away. And she doesn't get enough um, support that she deserves. She's an amazing woman. But uh, President Trump and Melania sent us a letter thanking us for the Founders Bible. And what that is, it's a, it's a Bible that has the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, as well as all of our founding fathers and different presidents and the wars that they went into. And it will show you the things that they prayed prior to going into battle. It's the most beautiful Bible, and I will mail you one because they're backordered. I ordered them since August, but they're phenomenal. For anybody listening, if you really want to learn your history, this Bible has just got so much in it. It's King James Version, um, Old and New Testament. But the Declaration and uh, of Independence and, and the Constitution are just woven so intricately in between the different chapters that it gives you a huge perspective of how the United States was formed. Our Constitution was based off the Ten Commandments. And so it gives you the relative facts of who we are as a nation. And it brings home how we became Americans and why we should be proud of her. And California is amazing. It's a beautiful state that has so many resources, and I want that to be restored. I want people to know that this is a land that, it, that was once beautiful, that's been abused violently by these Democrat leaders. And 
sadly, all of the questions that people are going to ask running for U.S. Senator are things that a governor should be doing. And so senators actually pass bills, write bills. They help with foreign um, governments as far as um, national security. And then we are we have the authority to impeach a president, impeach other people in, in Congress. We can actually divert funds that are allocated to other areas, which is one of the things that I would want to do, would be diverting funds from resources like saving a little bug that you can't even see under a microscope versus a, a living human being. And one of the things that really is upsetting to me is the abortion, especially of black children, most beautiful babies in the world. My God, they've killed so many children since Roe versus Wade, over 66 million children, babies, our future. So every single time they are trying to uh, hurt our children and change their gender, they're not only messing with that baby, that child that should be a child, they're wiping out a whole generation because they'll never be able to have life beyond themselves. And as a mother, I can't even stand the thought of messing with a child's mind to the point that they know that they're the beginning and the end of who they are. How sad is that? Well, you, you've, uh, you've got me. Uh, children, uh, and I'm, I'm glad you explained all those things for later because it's children that is the common bond or used to be. Uh, between mm -hmm. Republicans and, or, you know, just everyone. But yeah. uh, Roe v. Wade is the biggest sin of our generation. Thou shall not murder. I guess I guess we can do that if it's convenient um, or we don't mom, mom and dad to know that uh, we haven't been following the other commandments like adultery and what have you. And right. so um, that, that, but I, I, I was, I'm, I'm, I'm touched by the fact that, uh, and intrigued by the fact that you had Democrats that were openly willing to support you and Republicans living in fear of retribution yes. for yes. having their, uh, their, their name. And their name. Yes. They, because you have to put your name and address. They were so afraid. And I'm mm -hmm. like, well, guess what? I am not afraid. Courage. My name, actually, I have a heritage in my name and I, I know that God gives us our, um, Oh, what's the word? Uh, birthright. It's our birthright. And my name actually means to free man and victorious one. And I am going to stand on my birthright that God gave me. And I have not heard my name in my life anywhere. And I am going to stand on my name, what God gave me, and also the faith. I have such a strong faith. I I have been addicted to drugs, not by choice. I had um, a tumor in my leg and it kept throwing uh, blood clots and pulmonary embolisms to my lungs and DVTs and I did not die. And I was two years without walking. I've always been athletic. I love football. I love baseball. I, I just love sports in general. And I grew up with brothers. I love shooting guns, bow and arrows, you name it. I just love athletics you know, athletes. I love UFC even. So, but, you know, I, they said that I would not like, I wouldn't need the drugs, the Oxycontin and Dilaudid once the tumor was out. Well, nobody would take the tumor out because it was around my tibial artery. So finally, uh, Buster Posey's doctor from San Francisco 
um, said that he would help us get into UFC or the UCSF hospital. And I said, just amputate my leg. I need to move on with my life. I need to help take care of my grandkids and learn how to live again because I refuse to be stuck in this shell that can't move. So let's just move on. So I am not a sissy. And people are racial profilers, profilers and they're going to look at me and say, oh, that's just a mom and a grandma. No, you're messing with the wrong person because I have a strong belief in justice. And I am going to stand on that. And that's for every single race. I do not look at people and see what they're wearing or what they've chosen as their lifestyle. I look to the heart. And I sincerely care about the well-being of people's mental and spiritual and their, their joy. People have lost their joy through this whole COVID thing. Nobody wants to touch anymore. People need a good hug. And it's like, let's just hug each other and put the pieces back together. A mother can do that. But my strong belief and strength and through the diversity of things that I've had to go through, I've lost my finger when I was a young girl. I went through serious pain and nothing that has ever happened to me has been bad. I consider it something that's a strength because now I can help somebody else in that same that same situation overcome what they've endured. So to me, it's just been a blessing that I've overcome and I do not feel sorry for myself. And I tell everybody else, don't feel sorry for me either because I don't. And that's the kind of strength that we need in the U.S. Senate. Yes. Charlotte, thank you so much uh, for all the myriad topics that we covered from uh, the Darien Gap to the Chinese to mm -hmm. uh, our need for self-sufficiency, our border, the trafficking uh, of children, the uh, need to be uh, based uh, based on the Constitution uh, yes. and morality and yes. the, uh, the inner strength that it takes uh, to take these things on and that we yeah. are, are truly not just in a fight over good and evil, but it's been told to us exactly what kind Amen. of uh, battle we have of uh, good, evil principalities and what have you. Yes. Uh, Charlita, thank you once again uh, for being with us. Any parting words of encouragement for our voters going into 2024? Yes, I, I do. I, I want everyone when they wake up in the morning to say no fear, because if you declare it with your mouth, you're putting out there to your own, your own mind that you refuse to take fear. And I ask you to choose faith. Because faith over fear is courage, and we need courage to stand together as one and go forward. Thank you, Chalita. Those are great uh, parting words. We're in a situation where we have put together, and you guys did, did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics.